Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? You know, during the season at this point, after I've already put out my start sit videos and my rankings, I would be talking about trade targets and players to sell in trades. But since we really haven't seen every team play, I feel like that's kind of pointless. I know you can make some trades, you know, pre week one, but I feel like it's not super common and you're really not able to take full advantage of the actual trades. So I'm kind of just going to talk through how you guys can dominate your early season trades. In my opinion, trading at the beginning of the season is really where you're able to get the most value because I think the people who are really on top of it really can take advantage of some of the other players in their leagues. And that starts with capitalizing on overreactors. So going into the season, everyone thinks they have the best team, right? Coming out of draft day, you got all your guys. You think you're just going to roll through the season. You know, you may look at the projection. I feel like every single person looks at that week one projection and they're like, no, my team's going to score more. And you know, you may be right. You may be wrong because obviously the projections are just based off whatever the site's ADP is. You know, so every site's going to have different projections. And if you pick someone, you probably think they're going to score higher, right? But everyone's going into the season thinking that they are going to win the championship. So then after week one, if their team kind of flops, people tend to kind of flip up and they overreact big time. They start to panic. They get concerned with their team. And to capitalize on their overreactions, you guys have to go out and target the underachieving players. So I'm going to be using examples from this Thursday night game, just because I think, you know, one game, I can just talk about what players I'd be targeting, what players I'd be trying to trade away. So you want to target the underachievers because these are the players that the people who lost in week one, they're getting concerned. They're going to put these guys out at a discount. And I think some of the players you could be looking at from this Thursday night game would be Ezekiel Elliott and Mike Evans. For Zeke Wright, I feel like everyone who is very in tune to fantasy knew that this was a terrible matchup. This was a crazy good Bucks run defense. They just shut down almost every single running back they played against last season. And so a lot of people did not have high expectations for Zeke, but still after this game, he struggles. He doesn't get into the end zone. People are complaining, oh my gosh, why did I draft Zeke in the middle of the second round? Why did I do this? It's like, you got to know it's one week. It's probably going to be his worst matchup of the entire season. I was actually pretty encouraged by his usage. He way, way, way outsnapped Tony Pollard. And then for the Mike Evans example, we knew that Mike Evans was a boomer bust player. He's not a guy that's going to go out and give you 10 plus points every week. One week he may give you like six, like he did yesterday. And another week he's going to go out and give you 30. That's just how it's going to go. So if someone is going to devalue him a lot, just from that one bad game, you should be all over that. And here's why I'm not concerned about Mike Evans. This Bucks offense has so many weapons. All these guys are going to eat. It's not going to be like AB and Chris Godwin go for a hundred plus yards every single game. And Mike Evans, you know, is the odd man out next week. It's probably going to be Fournette and Mike Evans who have crazy games. And some of those other guys will take a step back. He is still the clear, you know, number one or number two in this offense. If you look at the snap counts from yesterday's game, we had Chris Godwin at 63 snaps, Mike Evans at 61, and he would have been at that Chris Godwin number. He just missed a few plays because he was injured. And Antonio Brown was actually only at 42. So Mike Evans would have had like 20 plus more snaps than Antonio Brown. So I have no doubt that things are just going to shift in favor of Mike Evans. And so he was probably a guy that was picked as like a top 15 wide receiver. And so if someone goes out week one and plays very well, I'm talking maybe like a Tyler Lockett, a Brandon Ayuk, 
Adam Thielen. If one of those guys just balls out in week one, I would 100% be looking at some of those offers. You know, maybe a guy that was drafted as a low end wide receiver too. See, you know, if people are willing to make that trade because people will overreact early in the season. You just have to remember that championships are not won in week one. This is an 18 week NFL season, 17 games for each team. The fantasy season is going to be from week one to week 17 in most leagues. So this one week does not matter. You're going to have bad weeks. You know, you're going to have times where touchdowns don't go your way. Touchdowns are a huge part of fantasy. So you just can't freak out after one bad week. And here's another thing. If you are offered stud players, you have to make sure you negotiate right. And this kind of connects back to targeting the underachievers. If someone in your league has a guy like Zeke or Mike Evans, and they make an offer to you with that player, I mean, it could be a terrible offer. They could offer you Zeke for Alvin Kamara. You're like, no way I'm doing that. But don't just reject it. Well, you should reject it, but you also have to counter offer, right? Because if they're offering that player, that tells you right away that they're concerned, they are panicking, they want to get them off your team, and yeah, they made a crappy offer, and if they're just going to continue making bad offers, then it's not worth your time. But I am someone who would really like to renegotiate that deal because I think they're on the verge of selling them, and I do think I could kind of take advantage of this. I have a perfect example in one of my leagues last year. I think it was maybe going into like week three. Derrick Henry hadn't had a solid you know, start to the season. I don't think he scored a touchdown in week one or week two. And that was when Josh Jacobs had like a crazy start to the season. And so I got offered Derrick Henry. It wasn't a good first deal. I counter offered. I put in Josh Jacobs plus probably like some wide receiver three or wide receiver four. Got the accept. Obviously, then Derrick Henry goes on to ball out. Josh Jacobs struggles the rest of the season. That just kind of shows you have to have some confidence in your pre-draft rankings, right? If you're drafting Mike Evans in the late third round, you should not just be panic selling him for like a late fourth, early fifth round pick. If you are targeting these players who struggled in week one, you have to make sure you target the concerns that player had going into the season. So if you're trying to trade for Mike Evans, the way you kind of get your opponent to just want to panic sell is you just have to hit home those points that were discussed pre-draft, right? Because in their minds, they understand the risks that a guy like Mike Evans would have, but you know, they wanted to buy into the upside. But if you're saying, you know, oh, there's so many weapons on this Bucks team, he's not going to be involved enough. He's so touchdown dependent. Look, last year, he was able to get into the end zone and kind of save these games. He didn't even have any red zone targets this game. You just got to push that narrative on these people. For Zeke, you would say, look, it looks like he's still regressing. They barely ran the ball with him. He's not going to be the workhorse. You know in your mind that it was just a terrible matchup and he's likely to bounce back. But you just kind of want to push those negative arguments towards them because those are things that they already have in the back of their heads. And then also, usage is going to be more important than touchdowns early in the season touchdowns are going to vary throughout the season. Obviously, there are some offenses that are going to have less touchdown upside. You know, like if DeAndre Swift doesn't go out and score a touchdown week one, you're probably not banking on a touchdown in week two just because that Lions offense is so bad. But a guy like Mike Evans, you know he's a great red zone threat. You know he's one of Brady's top targets, and you know he's going to be on a high scoring offense. So this is not something that's going to last. I still think he's going to be getting double digit touchdowns. And then when you're targeting like other running backs, maybe some of these fringe RBs, right? I don't care if Mike Davis goes out 18 rushes for 80 yards and he doesn't get into the end zone. Who cares? Because he got that usage. The touchdowns will come. I'd much rather have that 
then say, you know, maybe Miles Gaskin doesn't break out as the workhorse. He gets like eight carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. That's not something I want to trade for. I personally think Miles Gaskin will be the workhorse there. But just for an example, right? I'm not trading him for that touchdown because I'd be very concerned about that usage. Early in the season, I'm someone who's a fan of trading two for one. So I like to give up two players for one kind of better player early in the year, especially when we're talking about like smaller leagues. So basically 12 team and under, just because the waiver wire is so stacked early in the season, there are always guys on the waiver wire that I want to pick up, but I'm looking at my roster and I'm like, oh, like it hurts me to cut someone, right? Because I still think they're a very valuable player. So I'll totally go out. You know, maybe I have my wide receiver two. I'll package my wide receiver two and my wide receiver three and try to go out and get a number one guy. I like doing those two for ones. Obviously, if you have no depth, you don't just want to kill your depth. But these are teams where I feel confident starting like two or three of the guys that I already have sitting on my bench. And they're just not going to do you much good on that bench. So that's something I'm a fan of doing. And then basically the last thing is don't force trades. You know, I've kind of given all this advice, but here's the thing. Some people are going to be so in love with their teams and they're just never going to make you fair offers. You know, it's going to be one of those guys who's sending you, oh, here, give me Christian McCaffrey for like T Higgins, right? You might be trading with someone like that. In that case, it's totally fine to just back off and be like, all right, I'm not going to trade. Your roster is probably looking good week one. You don't need to force things, but if there are openings, I do think you should capitalize. And I did like mention a few packages for Mike Evans, you know, maybe a guy like Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen. If those guys play well week one for Zeke, I would consider maybe like these fringe RB1s. So maybe CEH goes out, has a good game, you know, maybe like a 15 carries, 75 yards and a touchdown with some receiving work. If you have one of these running backs or maybe like an Antonio Gibson, I'd be offering those guys up for Zeke right away because what this Cowboys offense showed me is that they are going to be very good. They're going to score a lot of points and it's not always going to be this game script, right? The Cowboys were actually pretty smart in the sense that they just almost gave up on the run game entirely. A lot of teams will still try to use it and it just ends up failing them. You know, they never really get it going. The Cowboys just gave up on it which honestly I think was the smart thing to do, but you're not going up against the Bucks run defense every single week. So Zeke is still going to feast. I still think he's going to finish as a mid-tier running back one, but make sure when you guys are trading for these players, you are not trading for their draft day value, right? You're not trading for Zeke and giving up a guy like Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams, right? You're trying to get these players at a discount. If you're going for Mike Evans, you're not giving up Terry McLaurin. You're not giving up Allen Robinson. You're not giving up Robert Woods, right? You need to be gaining value from draft day. So those are kind of the main points I wanted to talk about. If you guys enjoyed this video, please leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. You know, maybe after Sunday, if you guys want to comment, you know, what players you're going to sell high on or buy low, you guys can let me know. But thank you for stopping by and I'll see you guys next time.